On this special episode, we discuss networking your business with radio content. All right, we're back. And uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here. As you can tell, Andy's not here. <laughs> and uh, this gentleman is uh, a local radio celebrity. I don't know about local, man, being as though iHeart's as big as it is. Probably quite a few people listening. We get 32 states. The WHS will reach 32 states, especially at nighttime. We've been driving home from Florida and listen to WHAS in Atlanta. Listen to this, listen to this radio voice. Well, guys, I don't know man. about so that. Smooth. So, don't, know so don't even have to try. <laughs> Dwight Witten, uh, mm. before, you know, I was listening to Dwight Witten a long time. You know, I don't want to be fanboy here, but, I mean, you know, he and his co-host are uh, pretty infamous, you know, in this area. You listened to 100.5, our rock morning show. Yeah, you? I did. I listened to that, and, uh, you know, during a, uh, a former time in my life, I can remember hearing you a, a lot more before I knew you personally. Now, I, you know, as a disclaimer, I do know Dwight pretty well. Oh, yeah. As a human being, not just uh, the personality. Dwight's also, though, little known fact, our sales rep here for our radio commercials and uh, for our retail uh, spots. And, uh, I, you know, I, I thought I, you know, I got with Dwight and I said, hey, look, Dwight, I want to I want to put together something here, man, where I could add a little more help, you know, to people out there who are wondering, you know, how do we do some advertising? Is radio still viable? You know, hey, I, I know somebody knows the answer to that question. <laughs> right here. You know, and uh, not just because, you know, and, and little known fact, I'm one of the few sales, I mean, few people you handle as a sales rep still. You're the only. Okay. You're the only account. Yeah. I didn't want to let go of y'all. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, sorry about your luck. I didn't want to let go of up and smoke. Right. You're the only account that I've kept. Now I've got other accounts that uh, I endorse. Right. And I endorse you all. Right. But you're the only account, you know, you, because you said, you know, me, not just as a personality, you know, me personally as you, a human and yep. you, you and I've had deep conversations. So if you truly partner with somebody, you can't help but get to know them, and then you actually become friends. And I think that's what you happened with you and I. Right. Well, I, I definitely think of you as a friend, and, and, and I'm blessed to have you around. And then you, when that happens, uh, the dynamic changes, at least for me it does, in advertising, and you get really ultra-protective because it's not a count. It's truly a partner with you. And I think that's what happened to us because we've got quite a strong friendship. I've, I've discussed so many things openly with you. Right. That don't... Very few people have. I mean, my wife, you know. <laughs> don't say that okay. on the, don't say that on the I camera. I, Maybe we cut that part out. I don't, I'm not saying I'm talking to you about my wife. I'm saying my wife's yeah. one of the few people that yeah, gets, a, gets a peek at the inside. Please, please clarify that because okay. I don't want her to think I know some things I didn't know. No, man. my wife's pretty brutal. Yeah, well, I, I met, your, met your old lady several times. Who hasn't? I'm joking. I'm okay, joking, Mom. Right, I got yeah. a beautiful wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep quiet, Josh. Don't say nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm a little interested. Well, that, oh, you are? Okay, <laughs> Josh, a little interested? All right. Let's well, get, let's she's talk. something to look at, brother. Let me just tell you. <laughs> During, he, hey, he's not only pretty, so is she. Hey, listen. That, she's not the same person she used to be. In college, she had more Trojans in her than a wooden horse. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm not, I'm That's not, not true. I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. Camera. I'm joking. Susan, I didn't have anything to do I'm with joking. That. I, I love my God. wife very much. Okay. So, look, Dwight, here's the deal. I'm going to – I want a little bit of history from you. Okay. You know, just so that – you know, tell us where you're from. Where would you grow up? I mean, brothers and sisters, tell us about that kind of thing so that people know that you're a human, not a salesman. 
Grew up in the south end of Louisville, Dixie Highway area. Um, I got one brother. And you're pretty famous in the south end of Louisville, <laughs> by the way. I, I've got a, I've got a little bit of fame in in south end. I love it. It's my part of town. I, I lived there my entire life until we got married, and then I had a 900 square foot home. My wife had a three level home with a pool. I thought it over for about a nanosecond. And I Sugar went, mama. I love you, Sugar South mama. End, but I'm gone. But I still go back to the South End for most of the things that I do. I go back. If I get a haircut, and it has been a while, I go to the South End. It's it's a it's a barber shop in a uh, laundromat. They turned a closet into a – he cuts hair out of that. That's a true story. <laughs> it's called Manslick Laundry Mat. That's where I get my haircut. Gaylor uh, is where I go to the vet mm-hmm. um, because he's a South End treasure. And it, my point is I'm still extremely loyal to the South End, and I go back there for most most things. Okay. Uh, how many brothers and sisters you got? I have one brother. Uh, we couldn't be any more – unlike polar opposite yeah we're polar opposites but we we love each other very much we have similarities uh he comes over and, and he'll whenever we go to cobble san lucas he stays with lemmy because we don't like our dog lemmy to be kenneled um so yeah i mean we could be any more opposite but we have some similarities if that makes sense it does but uh, <laughs> it's confusing as yeah, I can be. It's confusing as fuck. Yeah, but okay, right, okay. Yeah, no, I do understand. You know, you're just polar opposite of, of each other, and and you know, but that that's that's usually brothers anyway. Yeah, I went to the uh, went to Doss High School, Jefferson County Public School. Um, I went to um, PRP Vocational School. I wanted to become well auto body, and it said this is why. I believe that uh, Jefferson County Public Schools, they need to bring back vocational schools because here's a shocker. I didn't go to college. I tried to work my way through college. I was working at a, um, a car wash, washing cars in the day. Six hey, th- did you sing that song at the car, car wash? Well, actually, we did a couple of times. I bet you did. I bet you did the whole oh, dance routine and everything. I, t- I, tell you, you? I tell you, when when RKA would play that <laughs> right. and it would come on the air, you see some towels popping and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. We, but we did sing the car wash. But anyway. Uh, do you know that song, Josh? I do, actually. I used oh, to good. work at a truck wash. Oh, that's that guy. <laughs> and then that bass Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyway, I would work in the in the morning, six thirty till around three thirty in the afternoon. Then I would go to Jefferson Community College. I did that for half a semester. And I said, "Okay, I college is not for me." Right. It's I don't, and I think today more than ever, it's not for everybody. No, oh, not at all. No. no, that's why I was so interested in auto body when I was in high school. I, mm. I kind of knew what I was. Right. Because uh, academically. Boy, I couldn't have been any more checked out. I was actually in the youth development program. At uh, DOS, and that's where it's uh, for, we'll say, troubled teens. Yeah, <laughs> all right, right. Where the bad kids were, and all the, all the classes were. You're, you're in the right company. <laughs> all the classes were ran by the football coaches, right? Because that's what it took. Because you hand- could be handled. That's what it took to handle it. That's so right. I knew what I was. That's I'd, when the coach could beat the piss out of you, right. not have to worry about your parents. And listen, anytime it happened, <laughs> I deserved it, and right. I recognized. And they that. knew it. Absolutely. And they knew it. But, but I knew, I recognized what I was. I knew if it come to academics, I'm not going to succeed. So that's when I got into the uh, vocational school, and it was auto body. And that's what I would have done, um, but I just always chased that radio dream. Was it more the music, or was it the, uh, I don't want to say fame and fortune no, what, of uh, the radio industry, because no, I know I, better. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, I don't want the job for recognition or you just anything. want to play the heavy metal all the time and hang out. No, music was secondary. 
Music was secondary, but I grew up and I listened to a guy by the name of Bill Bailey on um, Wacky when Wacky was a Louis- in the Louisville market, mm-hmm. and another guy by the name of Ron Clay. He was partnered with Terry Miners. And I, I remember when I listened to Bill Bailey for the first time, I said, that, that's what I want to do. And then when Ron Clay hit, hit the scene here in Louisville, I was enamored. And I was just, how do you go about getting a job doing that? That's what I want to do. If, if you want to be an attorney, you go to law school. If you want to be a doctor, you go to med school, so on and so on. How in the hell do you become a morning disc jockey? There's no manual for it. Not even to this day. It's to this day, there's incredibly not. hard to get into that industry. And, and, and people say, well, communications in college. I'll tell you this. Here's how I got in. Going through the back ads of Rolling Stone magazine, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, you could become a mar- um, preacher, all this, all these ads in the back. You know what I'm talking right, about? Right, right. There was one that says, hey, get a job in radio going through this correspondence school. The only reason I did it is said, if you get it, if you go with us, we will place you inside a radio station and that's where you'll train. And I thought, you know what? If I could just crack that door and get in somehow, I know, I know I can do it. So by the, by the grace of God, I, by my mother loaned me $1,500. Good to do God. The, I know. And then, then. $1,500 is a lot of money. $1,500 then. Right. Then. Okay. What year? What, what year you think? It was in the 80s, mid-80s, uh, late 80s. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, oh my Lord, are you kidding me? I was making... Uh, That's two ounces of Coke. I want to say... <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Pepsi guy. And, and for that, I could get at least seven, two liters of Pepsi. Yeah, seven. Yeah. But, but, I'll, <laughs> but I'll tell you this. No kidding. I was probably bringing home from the car wash 175 bucks a week, maybe. God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I was living in a really crappy apartment, but I knew if I would get in. Hey, just for context, do you remember what minimum wage was? I can tell you what I was making, mm-hmm. and it was above minimum wage. I was making 450 an hour. That was a lot of money. Yeah, well. That was a lot of money. It was 450 an hour, and minimum wage at the time was 325 it's three thirty-five when I got started, but okay. you're two, three years older yeah. than me. Yeah, old man. So, uh, yeah. but looking pretty—that's what. Matters. Well, I don't know about that's that either. Matters. Photoshop yeah. this. Make sure you all Photoshop this. Yeah. Uh, but I, I got my foot in the door, and I remember when this happened. I was surrounded by um, college college students that were going through communication programs, mm-hmm. and I just felt so humbled thinking. It, well, there's no way I can. There's no way I can compete with them. They're getting trained by professors in communications. Mm-hmm. I'm just a guy from the south end who's washing cars. How the hell am I going to make it above them? Because that's what it is. If you look at it, it's a pool of talent, and you got to make it above them. So what I did is I went and I, every piece of machinery in, in the uh, studio, the radio station, I would say, "How does this work?" And they would show me. And then after I got that who, down, who would show you? Who would show uh, you? like a production director, a, so somebody a, a to, board so, operator? So people actually worked with you. Some people that did that, yeah, right. yeah. So the next uh, transformation of that was me saying, "Hey, I noticed you got to cart up these commercials, meaning you get them from reel to reel onto this thing that you play the commercial on air. Can I do that for you?" And I was taking work off people's 
yeah. weight, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was training myself. And they were underpaid anyway. They were underpaid anyway. <laughs> they, were, they were happy. To, hey, here's this intern that wants to work. But, but <laughs> the, the point is, I was the only one working. All the other college students were sitting on their ass in the studio, just staring at the, whoever was on the air, talking to them in between records. And so that's how I got my start, you know? So from there, did you just transition into that job? Did they make a spot for you? Well, what happened? How did you trip and fall and get into that? The program director at the time, his name was Gary Guthrie. He said, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hire you. We got a job for two weeks only. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's two hours on a Sunday. Total of four hours. He said, after that, we don't have any more work for you. And, and so, I, absolutely. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was setting the stage where if I couldn't do it. It wouldn't be no big deal. It wouldn't be no big deal because only two weeks. Right. And he'd just get rid of the kid. But then that transpired into more hours and more hours. And at one point, I was working about 60 hours a week, but I was only getting paid for 20 of them. Because if, <laughs> if because here's what happened. And I'll tell you how I justified it. All right? I was working two jobs. I was working 60 hours a week between two radio stations, mm-hmm. WQMF and Q105.9. And QMF was a big deal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it was a big deal, man. It's about as big as it gets. Yeah. So I, I was working... Uh, 60 hours at both radio stations, only getting paid for 20 at 425 an hour because anything over 20, I would have to get benefits. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I said, here's how I justified it. I said, well, I couldn't go to college. If I were going to college, I'd be working jobs to pay for my tuition. That's what I'm doing now. The extra 40 hours a week is just classroom time. And I, you know, if you want something bad enough, you're going to find a way to justify it, Chad. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure. And, he, and yeah. sometimes you are going to have to donate a little time. Absolutely. To get to where you want to be. Ab- no, absolutely. And, and I, Josh I, don't know it yet, but I'm going to get, make him donate more time too, and then we'll pay him a lot less to work. <laughs> 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 We're going to call it training. It, it, I'm just kidding. It went on. For, it went I'm willing on. Willing to sacrifice a thing or two. <laughs> Are you? Oh man, I, he, I, his joker is a team player. Well, if no you got, joke. If no he, joke. If you got two things, I don't want you around my wife. <laughs> thing, or, thing or two. Yeah. Okay. So it, one of them be your wife. <laughs> so anyway, after he sees her, hey, no kidding. My wife. You know. My wife's a knockout. Don't go anywhere near her. Okay. Yeah. My she, hands are right here. She is a yeah, good looking kid. That's where you want there, him right? to be. That's where you want him to be. <laughs> good looking kid with great pipes. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need to be anywhere near my wife. Right. Yeah. He's young. <laughs> yeah. Probably do his thing for hours he probably, on end. Probably tie his shoes without breaking a sweat and get out of breath. Yeah. Not me. Maybe swim a little bit with, and, and not get wet, you know? That <laughs> <laughs> may be a big boy, but I'm pretty flexible. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh, we'll see, here we go. All right. See. Here, yeah, you got to get a drink. You got to get a drink now. Trying to work his way in. Yeah. <laughs> this is not tequila. Maybe. Yeah. So, finish story. Oh, I forgot where I was even. Yeah. <laughs> so, you were donating time. Yeah, but I, I was. Uh, I justified it as if I were going to college, this would be my classroom time. Right. And I wouldn't have got to call, go to college on a free ride anyway. So I just justified it as me working my way through college. Uh, I remember on Fridays the way, because I worked two other jobs. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And the way my responsibilities with both radio stations, one of them I had to go out and record at Phoenix Hill. I was working at United Parcel Service for one. UPS but, for everybody else. Yeah, UPS. <laughs> yeah. So at one point, and this went on for about a year and a half, my Friday day was a 24-hour day. Mm. So I was going for 24 hours. Mm. I, was, oh, I was in my 20s, so I could do that. And again, I justified it. But I got to tell you, it, it messed with me mentally. Uh, it's, I mean, I had zero kind of a sleep rhythm going because you know, the very there was no sleep. There was no sleep. And then Saturday, more, Saturdays, I was on the air from 7 p.m. until 7 a.m. in the morning. Oh, man. Right. But, and yeah, and a kid in their 20s, okay, when everyone's out going partying, okay. I'm at a radio station working all night, clear to the next morning. So, how did how did I accommodate myself? I would invite friends down to the QMF studio with beer. Oh God! Oh. Yeah. And I would throw a party in the studio while I was on the air. Of course, they would all bail at around two or three in the morning. And there's there was plenty of times where Vanetti, my show partner now, would call the hotline and say, "You got to shut up. I can't understand a word you're saying because I was drinking and." Mm-hmm. And you know, playing DJ, mm-hmm. and there's a. I remember every Sunday morning, at my, my shift ended at seven in the morning on Sunday, and I can remember every Sunday morning at five thirty to six, I had to play a thing called Cabbages and Kings. And what this is, it's a, it's a public service. Yeah, you, you got to do so much public service time with radio stations, and I remember the show was so boring, and it was on reel to reel. Right. That multiple times I would wake up with my head on the desk and just hearing the real go. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> and not knowing how long has Dead I, time. how long have I been tired, uh, you know, passed out. out on the board. Right. While that's going out over the air. Oh, my oh, God. It was, it was tough, but, you know, nothing, nothing in life comes easy. Nothing good in life comes easy. That is true. Well, then, okay, now. So fast forward, okay. when did you get into sales? All right, so here's how it went with sales. Um, at the time, I was on the WQMF morning show, all right? And I was making $17,500 a year. Mm, big money. <laughs> you it, was, t- it wasn't. It wasn't and No, it's money. not big money. It's not big money. Then. No, 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 no. Not even then money. Not even then money. Oh, no. Right. This was, uh, let's see, when did I? Two years ago. Uh, two no, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was making seventeen five now. Yeah. I was making seventeen thousand five hundred a year, and I, so I remember thinking, "Man, if I could just supplement this, if I get off the air on the morning show and I could sell advertising, how great would that be?" So I went down and I met with the uh, the market president. Guy's name is Doug James. He was the captain of the Michigan football team, and I said, "Hey, Doug, you know, can I start selling radio after I get off the air?" And he said, well, let's have some interviews, whatever. And we did. Here's what I didn't know. That Clear Channel, the people that owned us at the time, had dedicated three Fridays from the time I went to talk to them as a bloodbath, meaning they were going to come in and fire. We had eight radio stations. They were going to fire so many people. My death warrant was actually signed. I was one of the reductions. Mm. Okay. Mm. And so by the grace of God, I had gone to them and said, you know what? I want to be in sales. So when they fired me, because I got fired. They transitioned you. And I couldn't believe that you were, I couldn't believe as a budget cut, 
they were leaving some other people making 60 grand, whatever. They were firing the $17,500 guy, but they did. And so by the grace of God, I stayed on the bench, meaning sales was not my passion. I, I love working with people. Right. And I'm passionate about it, but my passion is on air. So I played both sides of the ball for a while. I was on air and that. Um, and then I just did sales exclusively for a while. And then they asked me to come out of sales and go back on the air when Stern left the market. Right. And that was brutal. Right. I, Cause here you are. I, I, it wasn't my fault. Stern was out of the market, but then you take over and every single call is, I hate you. I hope you die. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, and I'm not the most level-headed guy. So one morning when we get one of those calls, I'm talking back to the listener, oh, and I'm saying that why don't you effing come right down here? We're on Bishop oh Lane. Oh, my God. Dean's milk is right over here. You're mm -hmm. awful tough behind the phone, and I'm MFing him the whole thing. And he stops talking. I hang up on him. That's when I look, and I looked, and both of the mics are on. And I turn white because we're in commercials. And Tony walks in, and he said, what's wrong? I said, I think that I just got us both fired. He said, what'd you do? I said, I cussed a guy out, not knowing the mics were on. Well, thankfully, he had put, there's two buttons where you go program and oh audition. Oh, my God. He had just put them in an audition to record something when he got back, so it didn't go out over the air. Oh, God. But I'm telling you, there's when it comes to my you, radio you've career. You've blessed. Somebody's looking out for you, man. Listen, <laughs> when it comes to my radio career, I've got nine lives. The very first time I went on the air on QMF, mm -hmm. I was scared to death. And so the whole QMF crew, we were down at a gig at Stevie Ray's. Mm -hmm. And I had to be on seven. So I had a couple of drinks. I want to loosen up. I was scared to death. And they said, well, you're going you to really loosened up then, didn't you? Oh, they said, like, you're, it was like lube. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I needed it. I was scared to death. You know, this is it. You, you want to do something your entire life, and then you're going to do something live. And you're going to do it on the number one station in the market, WQMF. So is your eight-mile moment. It's petrifying. Yeah. But whenever there's a hot girl around, mm, I tend to. I knew it. I, I knew this was coming. I tend to get more energy. Right. I tend to <laughs> be a little bit funnier. Like that Energizer Bunny. I tend to do this. I tend to, I'm just a better person when hot girls are around. So I drive from Stevie Ray's to DuPont Professional Towers, and I'm getting ready to go into the basement door. But that's where QMF. We were in the basement. So as I pull up, I see two hot, smoking, 23-year-old blondes. I don't know. And they say, excuse me, is this QMF? Well, my ears perked up. I said, well, yeah, this is QMF. She goes, uh, do you know anyone there? I said, well, I'm getting ready to go on there right now. If, you, if Would you girls want to come in with me? And they did. Oh, my God. It's October. And so my very first break ever, live break on radio, went like this. I asked them where they've been, you know, off the air. And they said, we just got back from the WQMF haunted house. I went, oh, my gosh, this is great. I'm going to use you for a promo. Oh, my Get God. right to those microphones. Okay? <laughs> so whatever it was, you know, I say, hey, Van Halen, 95.7 QMF, Louisville's Rock Station, Dwight Witten with you on a uh, Sunday. And, hey, listen, Saturday. Mm. I said, listen to this. QMF Haunted House is open right now at blah, 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 South Third Street, wherever it was. Yeah. And with me right now is Courtney and Jennifer just got back from the QMF Haunted House. And he remembered their names. How was it? And I potted their mic up. One of them says, fucking scary as shit. 
I pulled it down. I said, well, there you go. Get out to the WQMF 100 house and hit your person. Oh, my God. And I wanted to know the ones that you could never say on television. And all I could think of was shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. That's the very first break. And I just looked at him. I said, what are you doing? Oh, my. And eventually, you know, I, I get him out of the studio. But I was already nervous enough. And now I'm wondering, is my boss listening to Do my I very- even have a job? Yeah. And then, so then we finally... In my radio career, we finally make it to WHAS. All right? Yeah, that's the big deal. It's a big deal. It's a real big deal. First, very first show, an F-bomb goes out. Depends on who you're with, right? If they're just the words we can't say all the time. Our producer, Daniel Parrish, he saves us. Two more shows, another F-bomb goes out. I'm telling you, I'm just, thank you, Lord, looking out for me. So, and thank you for the dump button. Whoever invented right. the dump button. They want to restrict your language some of the time. But right. I didn't, that's the thing about QMF and the Fox. They, they had access to a dump button, but we always ran wild. live without an net. Just wild. Just in live without a net. If something happened, it happened. Live and uncut. Yeah, live and uncut. So let's just say Joe Average is out here mm-hmm. and, and he's thinking to himself, radio's dead. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I don't, I don't need to do radio advertising. There's Facebook, there's, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram, there's Twitter, there's YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. what do you say to that? I would say if that's what you truly believe and you're advertising, then let me take a poke at it. If you sell wristwatches, let me say, Hey, free wristwatches from noon to one at such and such location. And you're going to get overrun. Radio does get results and it still gets results. You, you look at chain company. Everyone knows, you know, I had this conversation before, right? Everyone knows where uh, Shane Company is. Yeah. You know, the on hours. The corner. Yeah. On the corner. Right. They used a radio exclusively and still do today. There's many companies that do. I um, I would suggest, and not just because it's what we do. Well, I mean, it's not. you're no longer in sales, so it's not a big deal. No, it's not. It's, right. No, it's not. But, I mean, but you have the knowledge of why it works. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this. It, it's all in the message. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's making sure that you pair whatever your demographic is with the demographic of the station. Now, WHS, we're a flamethrower. Weirdest thing. Um, it used to be in just the old people. We were, right. we were brought on to, to young it up. And a couple of weekends ago, we were at a place. It was Malone's. It was on a Monday, the grand opening. There was a woman that uh, took, her, took our picture because her 18-year-old kid listens to us every single day. That's wild. Last Saturday, I was at my what, sister. What's the format of WHAS for whoever don't know? Uh, w- for some reason? D- yeah, well, I mean, yeah. There's plenty of people out there on the podcast. It's WHAS is news talk. Okay. Now, picture our show was picture a rock morning show without music. Right. When you say that, oh, describe yeah, it. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, with the guests that you bring yeah. in, I agree. So, uh, we were at a party. Uh, it was last Saturday. And a 23-year-old kid came up to me. Mm-hmm. He listens every day. My right. point is... WHS isn't what it used to be. It has the older, it has the young, so that's an animal in itself. But you can you make sure that you pick the station that mirrors your demographic, right. and it's going to work. The only reason it wouldn't work if the message was poor or the delivery's poor. So if it's so, you would say it's definitely in the voice that's putting it out there and the message behind it, it and an offer. Should it be? Should it be a? Um, Voice talent, or do you think Joe Average can do it? 
Um, Tony Malico does a whole lot of work. <laughs> and everybody knows who Tony Malico everybody is does. in our area. Dealer for the people. Dealer for the people. Exclusively radio. Right. And, and you know, I'm sure you've met Tony. Yeah. Oh, I, you're, I, you're me, Tony? No, not personally. Hey, listen, man. It's not what you think. It, to me, it's not. Well, and, and generally, and, generally, it's not. Well, it's right. right. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to meet the Bugs Bunny of the no. of the car, you know, lot people, right? Yeah. No, not at all. Great no. guy, super, Great super guy. nice man. But there's so many people that want to kill this Joker. They're so <laughs> sick of hearing "woo" and that whole nine yards he does. Right? But they know who but the dealer know, for the people is. They know exactly who he they is. They know exactly who he is. That wasn't even him either. That's a marketing company from Florida. That taught him exactly what to do on camera mm-hmm. and off camera, on radio, whatever he's doing. That's why he is the way he is. Because a marketing company told him, like, this is where you want to connect to people. You want to be this over the top. You, you got to exactly. be over the top. Exactly. Let, right. well, I'll give you an example of, here's what I'm big on. I'm, I'm big on endorsements. Right. Partnering with somebody that fits your brand and having them endorse your product. Right. Now, with me, I'm all in 100%. But let me give you an example. So, they came to me and they said, we, we want to... A pool company wants you to endorse them. Absolutely, sure. Right. Um, and so I, I look them up on the, online. I do my due diligence to make sure that I'm cool partnering with them. Uh-huh. And everything looks great. It's called Backyard Oasis. Uh-huh. Now think for a minute how small that segment is. Uh-huh. You're talking. How many seconds is that? Well, well I'm talking about how, how small the segment of listeners oh, are. Oh, right, right, right. For right. this particular demographic. Right. We're talking first uh, someone that owns a home with a pool. Mm-hmm. or someone that owns a home that wants to get a pool. Out, outside of that small fragment, everyone else is off the board because they don't own a pool or they'll never have a pool. Right. It's a lot of work. It's pool's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but that's well, where I have my wife. you got a pool. Yeah, I know. Here we go. <laughs> that's also where Backyard Oasis comes in to take care of my pool. That's right. But don't get him started about pizza or <laughs> the car he drives. All, all jokes aside, though, <laughs> all jokes aside, this guy's business took off where he was sending me thank you emails. And that's a small, and, and radio's the only thing that he does. How many second commercial usually? 30. So it, most commercials are. Yeah, 30 or 60. Okay, so go ahead, finish I, story. I, I think 60's overkill on, on almost stuff, Chad. I think so, Unless too. it's a concert spot where I you think play nobody's hooks listening. a song. Nobody's listening to no, that. 30 seconds. Out. 30 I think seconds. They, I think they check out. Right. You, you know? And you can say you can say a lot if we have fifteen second commercials, mm-hmm. pledge of allegiance, it's eleven seconds. Yeah, you could say a lot in fifteen seconds. You just got to pick the right words. You got to pick the right message, mm-hmm. and you have a and you have a call to action. You're done. So do you do you think it's better for the uh, business owner to pick the message, or you think you that the on air talent should maybe. He, what I would think he'd want to do is he would want to give the gist of the message mm-hmm. and let a professional do his that's job. A, that's exactly what you need to do is you need to get copy points. What do you want in your commercial? What do you want it involved? What What's the um, retail advantage of going to you? Mm-hmm. What makes your company better than other companies? Right. Give the professionals all the information that you want out there. Let them decipher it and put it in either the talent's words mm-hmm. or the voice talent, whoever it is, and get the message out. But absolutely, they need to be involved on what's important to their business because, for example, I wouldn't know their business. Right. Now, after I partner with someone, I get to know as much as I can about their business. Right. That that way I can relate it on the air as, you know, second nature. Right. 
I mean, when anyone asks me about up and smoke, immediately I start talking about Bicket and Boone CBD products, the way, the way that it's helped me and my wife. I've had people email me. I've had people Facebook private message me, all kinds of stuff, wanting to know about different products. And if you have somebody that will take the time to answer that, mm-hmm. that means a lot, man. Right. So now you know you got the the business owner. He's sitting there and he's listening to this and he's starting to tell himself, well, hey, man, you know, that don't sound like too bad of an idea. I'll get me a commercial and they'll just come flocking in, right? No. How long do you think you should take, you know, of advertising? The, the rule of thumb is 12-week campaign. Mm-hmm. Why? Why should it take 12, 12, 12 weeks? Well, it involves all kinds of things. It involves frequencies. and A good frequency on a schedule is to make sure the message is heard three times minimum. First time is out one ear. Second time is out the other ear. Third time, they actually get it, and then it starts branding. Because there is branding involved in it. And a lot of products, for example, like heating air or something like that, it's not a sexy buy, and it's not something that's going to happen all the time. McDonald's, you hear them all the time. You see them on television. You don't have to advertise if you're McDonald's. They've got the business. Right. And if I asked you, hey, think of a hamburger, chances are you're going to, you're going to think of McDonald's. Instantly. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not the best hamburger. I'll guarantee you no, that's not, not the best hamburger you ever had. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's been burned in that card file mm-hmm. whenever it says hamburger, McDonald's pops up. Advertising is just like a card file. Branded in their brain, and then when they need it, they're going to go to this card file, and they're going to say, oh, well, Up and Smoke carries that. But, but Dwight, you know, 12 weeks is going to cost quite a bit of money. It, you, you get your return on investment. That, that's my biggest thing is making sure that that return on investment is attainable. Right. You know, um, you can look at it as two different ways. The, the 12 weeks mm-hmm. is taking an escalator to get there. Right. Okay. If you want it done in two weeks, that's an elevator. But it's a lot more cost to you. Yeah, it's a whole lot of initial outlay. Take the escalator and be branded over 12 weeks. Stretch that budget. And you'll start, I can promise you, you will see results. I know you will see results. So over a month period of time, I know that we get uh, we get basically, and remember that word basically, okay. 48 spots. Okay. All right, I know this. Mm-hmm. And I know that I get a few here and there thrown in, and I know this, and I know I get some mentions in some other ways mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I, I get that. So you think in 12 weeks, you know, there's 48 times three, theoretically, and that should be the mentions. And then what? What do I do after 48 weeks? I mean, after 12 weeks, do I just say, well, all right, I've done it. No, 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 no. You, you keep going, and, you know, the, the, the 12 weeks – the tw- the twelve weeks on this is um just to get you ramped up fully right but then you'll you'll definitely want a maintenance schedule because it it's kind of like you got to keep them in there well okay it's let's look at it as a maintenance schedule if you and I started working out and we dropped over twelve weeks fifty pounds right we're still going to need to maintain that you don't get fifty pounds and you just go back to you're now I can saying, eat pizza all the time. Right. Now I can <laughs> yeah. eat Barano's pizza any time of the day. That's why you keep advertising afterward, afterwards. Right. It's a, it's a maintenance schedule. Oh, uh, consistency. Consistency. No, absolutely. And, and you'll see some of the biggest companies that you say, well, there's no reason you should advertise. Well, yeah, there is. It's branding. Yeah, you got to constantly mm-hmm. be in their mind because people have uh, short-term memory. And there's, I, know, I know people have said, do you know how many times radio has been dead? 
I mean, right, I know. Satellite radio, a radio's dead. Right. Uh, compact distant cars, radio's dead. The Walkman, radio's... Is, they've done everything they could to try to kill radio. Oh, we've got digital now, radio's dead. You remember satellite radio wasn't going to have commercials. Right. But it does. Oh, boy, does it ever. <laughs> boy, does it ever. Hey, hey, an internet radio ain't got any commercials either, right? And I'll, and I'll, <laughs> well, I'll tell you another thing. I mean, look, look at the subscription price of uh, Sirius satellite radio. That's exactly right. It, um, it just goes up and up and up exponentially. And the pro- if, 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 you, if you subscribe to because you're a Stern fan, mm-hmm. well, Stern's only on, what, three days a week maybe? Right. And then the I saw the other day where he's going to announce where he's taking the entire summer off. Mm. So what are you going to get replaced? <laughs> yeah, five year, five year, five hundred thousand, uh, five hundred million dollar contract. You know, I am I am literally listening to six channels on satellite. And what are they? Uh, one of them is the classic radio where they play all the classic uh, like uh, like TV shows. Or TV, I mean, like radio shows. Radio. I would like serials. that. Oh man, it's awesome. Holy, sh- it's, it's so great. Do, do they have the, uh, let me walk over here. Yeah, they have all audio production. <laughs> Wait all- a minute, I think someone's at the door. Who is it? Yeah, they got all that, all the audio productions there. And then I listen to a lot of business radio. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And, uh, you know, I'm a conservative person, so I like to listen to conservative talk radio. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely don't listen to the music. I don't. There you go. I, I think a, a lot of people. I went, got Spotify for that. Well, that's true too. And I can pick what I want, and I ain't got to you know hear stained and when it was garbage. And <laughs> I ain't got to hear you know some shine down, mm-hmm. and I could care less, you know, because they're not playing the Clash like they should. Right? You know? They're not playing Saxon, you know. There on, you on go, the Saxon reference. <laughs> you know? All right. Yeah. See, he's a big Saxon fan. Yes, I am. Y'all know it or not? Absolutely. But I mean, they're not playing quality music. But if I want to hear that, I can. But. Let me, let me jump back here, man. Okay. I'll, I'll go into this satellite radio for hours on sure. end because I can tell you the huge problems with it. But So the business owner, what can he expect to pay, and does it matter what stations he's on? It absolutely matters what station you're on, and, that, mm-hmm. and, and, and let, let's look at your average. Because, I mean, if he gets on talk radio, is it worth the same amount of, of buy-in for the for the the advertising as it is on say HAS. Well, your cum is going to be higher. On, uh, if you go, if you go on WHAS, the cumulative number is going to be higher. You're going to have more listeners. More listeners. More listeners. Listeners is what matters, right? Yeah, but when you ask how much it costs, that's kind of like, it's, it's almost a loaded question. Like, well, how much is a house? What well, depends. What kind of house? Well, it depends on what kind of house. That's right. Are, are you going to be on Fielding Way on Dixie Highway? Are you going to be at such and such in the polo fields? Mm-hmm. There's different homes. Your advertising, your schedule is not is not different than that because right. what property are you going to buy? Are you going to buy WHAS? Right. If so, it is going to be a little bit more expensive than say a, a WKRD Sports. Right. Okay. Um, but that goes back to when you match your demographic to what you're trying to sell, and you know you get what you pay for. And that is one thing that has always rung true to me. It's a, it's a, it's an old saying, but would would you say that it's true that you get what you pay for? Well, I definitely would because you know I've been with several different radio stations yeah. until uh, you know Chuck Lay you know showed yeah. up one day out of the blue. He's a good dude. I mean, literally, Chuck showed up out of the blue, and uh, he's larger than life, literally, Boy, is literally, he? isn't he? Literally, and. Uh, He's showing us the upside to mm-hmm. being with Clear Channel, mm-hmm. you know, 
and we're talking to him and the more and more we talked to him the more i realized i'm on the wrong radio station and he's showing us numbers he's showing us you know everything that you know as far as listener counts as far as you know age demographic <laughs> he seemed to know exactly what the other guys didn't know mm-hmm. and because he did know yeah he did know he was uh Chuck's a good dude. <laughs> well, okay, and then when you get a representative like Chuck Lay, mm-hmm. you know, there's another old saying, you know, we just talked about the old saying, you get what you pay for. There's another old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. If you have a rep. Chuck cared. If you have a rep that cares. Chuck, I still talk to Chuck. There you go. Right. And that's Chuck's my still point. out of the blue, man. If he comes to Louisville, you know, he and his wife moved to Colorado. I heard and, from Mandy today. Yeah, and Mandy's a uh, big time talk uh, radio. She's uh, she does uh, conservative talk radio. She's now syndicated, mm-hmm. you know. And so whenever he comes home, you know, for, you know, even going to be passing through. Hey, man, I'm gonna pass through. Can I can I come by? Let's go out to eat, you know, real quick. And you know, he's a, it's a day trip thing for him where mm-hmm. he's just gonna be passing through. Man, we drop everything and go. Of course, yeah. You know, and uh, and then of course, you know, Chuck endorsed you. And so that's kind of well, people make mistakes. Well, I don't think he made a mistake. I, <laughs> I think he blessed me with you. Well, I appreciate and, that. And once he uh, once he endorsed you, uh, no matter what you said at that point, Chuck Lay said you told the truth, and that's the end of it for me. Chuck's a good guy. Chuck's a really good guy, and it's 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 a, it, the honesty factor. Yes, and hey, and, and he and he would tell you that ain't gonna work, man. I've told you that before too, right? And you've definitely told me many times, hey, man. That's a bullshit offer. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> right. you know, hey man, I don't think that's enough. That's not enough. That's not enough lift there to get anybody up out of the car. And uh, that's what I've always appreciated about about you and Chuck. And I had another one that I appreciated what they did too. But uh, they there was some people within that organization that wasn't worth a damn. Yeah, so, that can happen too. Uh, that, yeah, that can happen too when you have people pushing certain initiatives on whoever rep- represents you. But you got to have faith in the person that does represent you. They don't want to steer you wrong, right? And so uh, I was, I was real uh, blessed to have uh, have you guys around. And so, but more importantly, I think as a business owner, you have to trust the people you're working with. Absolutely, and you know, I mean, it, it, it's it's tough to do. It's it's tough to trust anybody in 2021, especially, right? But what you can do is you can do your due diligence. And, for example, anyone that wants to um, have me endorse them, mm-hmm. all right, and partner with me, I always say, okay, here's what I do. Here's how I do it. Listen to how I do it. But more importantly, if you want to talk with anybody that I endorse, I'll give you the CEO's numbers. Phone numbers. You call them, ask them about your experience with me and the experience with my station. Right. If you're scared to do that, then you're doing something wrong. Because mm-hmm. I'm an open book, and I, I, I will honestly let them. Who do you want to talk to? You want to talk to Chad Wade? You want to talk to uh, Jimmy Smith? You want to talk to Joey Craig? You want, whoever. Right. I, I'll give them the number, and I'll call them first and say, can't give your number to such <laughs> right, and such right, business. Right, right, right. But if you're too scared to let a potential partner talk to someone about your performance then you're hiding something and and you literally are a partner 
absolutely in the situation. Not just you personally, but anybody that they get because you know people are going to listen to this outside this demographic, sure. or, You know, outside this area, and you know, not just iHeart Radio Station. It may be Jane Average Radio Station. You know, there locally of wherever course. they're at. You know, in in the middle of nowhere. You know, California or somewhere. And, and if that's the case, man, they better feel like that that person that it's endorsing them or that radio station is true with their partner, or maybe they shouldn't do it. No, I, absolutely. Because it, they're not going to get the attention they deserve. And if you're a business owner, I would challenge you, just sit down and talk to them. Have the conversation. Ask them the tough questions. Get to know them. Get to know their character. I what mean, questions should they ask? I would ask them about past performances with people they partnered with. I would ask them for real uh, examples, not examples that have, well, 10 years ago we did this, up-to-date examples about how you've helped businesses. I would ask, what businesses? I would ask, could I contact that business and ask about their experience? Think about this. I, I, if you were going to get a babysitter or certain, any other, there's, no, right. but there's, there's certain, there's a lot of things where if you're going to do, you were going to, you would, you would question them and you would do your due diligence. Your business shouldn't be any different. Yeah. You wouldn't let Freddy Krueger hang out. No, no, <laughs> but, but my, my point is you're getting ready to partner with somebody on your business and it's your brand. Um, sit down with them, have conversations, ask for real world examples from other companies and then contact those companies. Say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about your advertising you did with Chad Wade. What's he like? What kind of benefits do you see? And go from there. And more importantly, will he say the same thing? Absolutely. And if he, and then what happens? Let's just say they give you a laundry list of these people. And what if 30, 40% don't feel the same way that the radio station did? No, that, that, that's, good. that's a good point. And here's another thing you need to gauge him on. Do you hear from them? Because what's the difference between a pro and a peddler? Right. A pro is around when there's trouble. Right. A peddler's not. You don't need somebody that's just going to be peddling commercials. Right. You, you know? And you could judge. I mean, you can't judge a book by a cover, but you can judge people's character pretty easily. Mm -hmm. I know you can. Well, I always feel like that my gut always tells me the facts. And the only time I didn't listen, it cost me, you know, a few years of my life. Well, so I didn't listen one time, and that's what it cost me. There you go, right? It taught me a hell of a good lesson. Lesson mm -hmm. learned. Yeah, it taught me a hell of a good lesson. And uh, I, I really feel like that you can almost taste the grease on people. Mm -hmm. And if it's just too much, man, maybe you shouldn't shouldn't have that around. You know, and I mean, for me. If if thirty four percent of the people didn't didn't feel the same way about that person or that radio station, I'd I'd probably follow that up with a couple of questions of well, how long did you advertise? Did they put enough effort into what they were doing, and was it you know a one and done situation? Yeah, no, that's a great point too because um, that maybe what's wrong. Well, they didn't go long enough. Well, let me tell you where that comes from. Um, that comes from radio account executives just wanting to make a sale. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this was my philosophy when I was in radio. Mm -hmm. You can go up and down Newburgh Road, wherever, and you can take somebody for their money once. One time. Right. Okay. W one time. Mm -hmm. Hey, I need to hit this budget. Yeah, we spend $1,000. It's not going to work. Right. But they're worried about them personally in the budget. I. I remember you telling us, you know, hey, listen, man, this is this is a marathon, not a race. And I remember you prefacing it. I, I remember it. And, I, you know, I remember Brandon sitting over there 
at the time we were in a transitional period. Sure. And and I think you know this whole story. We 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 needed more product than we did advertising. And we had to kind of gauge did we want to buy less product and more advertising? And and I think that's with any business. I think sure. it, you know with any business you have to ask yourself very hard questions at times, man. And sometimes you know it's the difference in ramen and steak. Yeah. You know. And, you know, maybe you're better off to eat that ramen, get where you need to be before you start eating that steak. Mm -hmm. You know, some people tell you you should never eat that steak at all, but that's (laughs) beside the point. But I remember thinking, if I don't advertise this guy long term, it ain't going to make no difference how much money we got today. Mm. And literally, you you know, you've been with us several years now, so you've watched us jump warehouses Mm -hmm. every two years. Yeah. And we double in size every two years. Is that to do with the with with the radio advertising? It's got to be something to do with it. it. It may be an element. I think it's an element of it. Yeah, I think it's it, but, it's. But you I, know, I know your crew here, and right. I know and I know you, and I know your work ethic, and I know your crew's work ethic. Right. And not to diminish advertising by any stretch of imagination, because I know that's what we're talking about now, and I fully support advertising, mm-hmm. even though that's not what I do anymore. Um. I know it does work, and radio gets results. But going back to your question about um, did they stay in long enough, that might not be the business's fault. Oftentimes, you would wa- I would walk in a place, and uh, they said, radio doesn't work. And I would ask them those questions. Who did you advertise with? How long did you go? And it all came back to, well, we ran a schedule for two weeks. Well, that's never going to work. No, it's never going to work. The only time that something like that is going to work is if you do the elevator, you drop a ton of cash. And by the way, the events, this Sunday, $2 VCRs. You know, remember how they used to do those? Right, right. There's certain things where that's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) Right. But um, (laughs) I remember doing, I remember. (laughs) You remember the wrestling events at days, right? Yes. Dutch Mantel, Jerry Lawler, blah, blah, blah. Tuesday night of the garden. Yeah. Tojo Yamamoto. (laughs) Boy, you're showing your age. I I tell you, I'm an old man. Always seen the monster truck ones. Yeah, the monster truck. Bigfoot this weekend. This weekend, Bigfoot. (laughs) Truckosaurus. Grave digger. (laughs) You know, this is a good time to start dropping in, you know, pictures of these things so people (laughs) know who the hell we're even talking about. Right, because for some of these young bucks out there, they're like, who the fuck yeah, I, are them people? Yeah, I'm too young to get those references. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I look at this old is because of meth. Right. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug, I heard, you know? I'm 23. But, you know, getting back to it, man, I mean, I don't want to hold you up here forever, but I, I really just think that, that people need to understand that there is a period of time advertising has to be done this isn't a throw the poster up on the on the window and expect people to read it as they drive by because i i hate hearing these uh these shop owners because you know i'm in i'm in all the facebook groups for my my industry and they i see on there we don't advertise on the radio because that's Mm -hmm. bullshit that's a waste of money and we only advertise on facebook well you're advertising in a cone yeah you know uh, a radio is a shotgun blast. That's everywhere. And everybody and their brother's hearing something. And if your message ain't resonating with those people, maybe it's something you're doing wrong. And, again, going back to my station now, WHAS, the entire state of Kentucky, and on great days, perfect storm, 32 states. And Well, and 
the amount of money that it costs to to advertise on your station may not be commensurate with the local radio station of whoever's listening to this. Oh, right, yeah. You know, a beachside community, uh, a, a rural community, mm-hmm. farming area. It may be substantially cheaper than what I spend every month. Mm-hmm. And a rule of thumb in my – what I'm always reading, what I've always heard, is between 10 and 20% of earnings or to be going towards advertising one way or the other. And that's not necessarily just for radio, you know. Yeah. Maybe it goes for flyers. Maybe it goes for, you know, internet, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. But in order to get the damn customer in there, I've they heard, got to know what you got. I've heard 10% They got to know too. what's the offer. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, what What are we getting in here for? What What are we doing? You know, uh, nobody just shows up at, at uh, Kroger's that hadn't seen that ad. Right. I mean, I may go in and get a gallon of milk, you know, but I could do that at the Circle K or the Thorntons or wherever. But it's a little cheaper over there at uh, Kroger. Yep. Absolutely. You know? So, uh, well, that's where we are. Uh, I think we've answered quite a few questions there, man. In all honesty, it's this flown by. <laughs> I think this went a little longer than you thought it I would. I think it and, did too. And I, I will hate, say, I, people do underestimate the radio hardcore because working firsthand in the shop, mm-hmm. I shit you not, there were people who were literally walking through the door and said, "I heard your hat on the radio. Absolutely, here I am." No, absolutely, right. Still I mean, and, but I I get that a whole lot from the guys and girls in the store. You know, well, the radio ad's working because they're coming in here and they're looking for it, you know. And uh, anyway, if they want to email me and I can forward the emails to you sure. or something, man, maybe you can give them a little bit deeper dive, you know, yeah. and because you know a hell of a lot more about this than I do. I just, I know what it costs me, but that may not be true for them, you know. And it may be less. It could be more. I just don't know how it'd be no more than WHAS. In all honesty, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you know in LA, in New York, you know, oh I'm sure gosh. you know in places like that, maybe radio's a little bit more because they don't have as much, you know, inventory. You know, LA, you're talking about twenty five hundred dollars a commercial. Oh, oh God, that sounds like uh, to me like uh, what do you call it, Super Bowl commercial money. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? And so, but anyway. Subscribe for more stuff that uh, we got coming, man. I've got uh, several more uh, people coming in like Dwight, and we're going to be doing a few more talks like this, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll be getting the same kind of value that we're trying to put out to you. Dwight, I appreciate you coming hey, in. Hey, my pleasure. Always great to see you, my uh, friend. I'm so you glad me, you man? come by. You know, uh, I don't get to see you nearly like we used to, and, and now that you're such a big time, you know. Yeah, whatever. About to be bigger time, hopefully. <laughs> you know, every day it gets, it gets prettier. I know that. You <laughs> I know? get busier. Yeah, well, I know that. I, I know, but, I, but to me, when I get busy, I think to myself, I'm succeeding more. Yeah. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, you know, you're, you're succeeding more, and uh, – you know, like I said, I'll either forward you the email mm-hmm. or we'll drop your email in where they can just email you. But listen, man, don't be sending them nudes and all that stuff. No, man. you can send nudes. Dwight Witten. <laughs> Dwight Witten at iHeartMedia.com. No, I don't you send them nudes. Oh, I'm sending you nudes. Yeah. If you email me, listen, first oh, 50 we, people, first 50 people to email me, Dwight Witten at, at uh, iHeartMedia.com, you will get one of my wife's. Tasteful nudes, limited time only. Oh my God! So no, you won't. so we're gonna hashtag send nudes. That's that's the way to go, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hashtag send that. We'll be twi- they'll be uh, trending for you know. It I don't on get Google. it. Why is Dwight Witten sending me a bear with a cardinal in his mouth? Oh, that's not what that is. Mm, man, 
This guy. <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks. Good man. to see you, Hoss. All right. See you. Thanks for everything. Thanks I for what you said in, man. Uh, no, no. I appreciate the hell out of you. I, I'm, I know these people are getting a whole lot of info out of you. Andy, your seat's safe. I'm just, I'm a placeholder. But it's good and warm right now. Yeah, boy, is it. Mm-hmm. You might want to wash this seat when you come back, Andy. All right. See y'all. Bye. Like, subscribe, and be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes.